Hello, my name is Bidem Yalogunde and you are listening to episode 142 of the Bid Picture Podcast. On this episode, I'll discuss yet another consequence of the ongoing labor market disruptions that is seeing many people's transition from blue-collar jobs and hourly work to new-collar roles that often involve tech skills and come with better pay and schedules. Meanwhile, on the dark side of this disruption, I'll talk about the increasing popularity of income share agreements, also known as ISAs, in the case of a single mom who signed up for a $30,000 ISA at a for-profit coding bootcamp and she has now filed a lawsuit in California alleging that she entered this particular ISA under false pretenses. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Okay, so as the labor market reorders, more Americans are making the leap from blue-collar jobs and hourly work to new-collar roles that often involve tech skills and come with better pay and schedules. According to new research from Oliver Wyman, which is a management consulting firm that surveyed 80,000 workers worldwide between August 2020 and March 2022, more than a tenth of Americans in low-paying roles in warehouses, manufacturing, hospitality, and other hourly positions made such a switch during the past two years. In addition, many new jobs are in software and information technology, as well as tech-related roles in logistics, finance, and healthcare. New data from current population survey and LinkedIn also suggests that the pandemic has helped catapult more workers into more upwardly mobile careers. Over the past two years, tech job postings have boomed as work, shopping, and daily life have gone more digital. At the same time, millions of Americans quit their jobs with some sitting on the sidelines and others finding new jobs with higher salaries. Companies have struggled to hire all the talent they need, so many have dropped pre-qualifications like prior work experience or a four-year college degree. So those pandemic shifts kicked in as broader macroeconomic forces were already creating new job market opportunities and pressures. For example, the percentage of retirees in the U.S. population has climbed sharply over the past decade and ticked even higher during the pandemic with millions of baby boomers leaving the workforce. Moreover, declining immigration has added to shortages, particularly in tech, healthcare, and other fields that depend heavily on foreign-born employees. In addition, thousands of businesses are in the thick of a digital revolution requiring them to fill new roles and adapt existing ones to integrate more data and automation. So altogether, these forces have led to a giant shock to the workforce. Experts said we hadn't seen a talent transition of this magnitude since the disruption caused by World War II. Back then, the wartime economy created new opportunities, including for women. In addition, the GI Bill funded the higher education of millions of returning soldiers and launched them into the middle class. In 2021, Okta, which is an identity and access management company based in San Francisco, said it had removed college degree requirements for several sales positions to cast a wider recruiting net. 
It also formed a new business development associate program to bring in and develop such candidates. Okta said it is hiring more broadly to keep up with its growth targets. It aims to triple revenue to $4 billion by 2026. However, like other big businesses, it is also seeking to further diversify its workforce and hiring based on skills and potential, not just college degree. Many employers from IBM to CVS now say that they are happy to help relatively inexperienced new hires get trained in coding, cybersecurity, and healthcare technology to fill positions. According to the Oliver Wyman poll, the workers who made the new color switch skews about 67% males and 77% between the ages of 25 and 44. 67% of them live in cities, and 70% of them describe themselves as optimistic about their career prospects. Many of them said they made the pivot because the pandemic made them realize they value flexibility over when and where they work. Although fewer of them said getting paid more was a priority, most new-collar workers find that their compensation has grown. In the Oliver Wyman poll, U.S. workers who described themselves as blue-collar pre-pandemic said that enrolling in a specialized course or boot camp or acquiring another credential had unlocked new kinds of jobs in sectors such as tech, data processing, healthcare, and electronics manufacturing. LinkedIn Learning, which is a major online credential platform, saw completions of certificate-eligible classes such as project management, rise more than 1,300% between 2020 and 2021. According to LinkedIn, the number of frontline workers with LinkedIn profiles who transitioned to more middle-skilled jobs was up 12% since 2019. For example, a sales rep switching to an account manager role or a construction supervisor moving to a project manager role. Some of the most significant increases in such career switches have been out of predominantly male fields, according to an analysis of current population survey data by W.E. Upjohn Institute for Employment Research, which is a non-profit, non-partisan think tank focusing on labor markets. In the fourth quarter of last year, 41,500 workers in construction, oil rigging, and extraction jobs reported moving into professional work, which is a 65% jump over the same period in 2019. Among maintenance and installation workers, 20,200 people made the same leap, which is basically 56% more than in the fourth quarter of 2019. So while the new job market dynamics have left employers scrambling to find enough low-wage employees, they are helping many long-time retail staff restaurant servers, forklift drivers, and other laborers to move into careers with better pay and less risk of being automated away one day. According to a 2022 study by Opportunity at Work, which is a non-profit social venture whose mission is to help more people without a college diploma onto higher earning career paths, as many as 32 million Americans lack a four-year college degree but have the skills or experience to parlay into higher income jobs. The key is spending the time and money on training and spotting the potential in applicants who lack traditional criteria.
some companies have re-evaluated job requirements. For example, in a January 2022 study, the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia compared online job postings from five quarters before and after the pandemic and found that when compared with the pre-pandemic era, there were 2.3 million more open jobs in the pandemic period that paid above the national annual median wage of 36660 without requiring a bachelor's degree. The bank said much of that had to do with simply having more U.S. job openings, but lower education requirements also played a role. So after the break, I'll be talking about the increasing popularity of income share agreements, also known as ISAs, in the case of a single mom who signed up for a $30,000 ISA at a for-profit coding bootcamp, and she has now filed a lawsuit in California alleging that she entered the agreement under false pretenses. Stay with us. Welcome back. So, um, Emily Bruner, who is based in Redmond, Washington State, is suing Bloom Institute of Technology, also known as Bloom Tech, and formerly known as Lambda School, as well as its CEO, Austin Allred, alleging that they misrepresented job placement rates operated without a license during a course of study and hid the true nature of the school's financial interests in student success. Ms. Bruna said in a press release that she felt like Lambda misled her at every turn about their job placement rates and how they would prepare students for jobs in the field. She said she was even more shocked when she found out that they were operating illegally. Ms. Bruna said she took time away from her young son and other career opportunities to participate in a program based on lies. She added that while she's thankful she opted out of arbitration to have a day in court, she wished her classmates who were misled could be there with her as well. So BloomTech bills itself as an alternative education provider where students can learn coding skills without paying upfront. According to its website, the school offers an income share agreement, also known as an ISA, which currently takes 14% of graduates' incomes over four years once they find a job that pays $50,000 or more per year. The lawsuit says most of the school students opted for the ISA option when Ms. Brunner attended. However, BloomTech does not offer ISAs to California residents, according to its website. So the coding school also allows students to pay about $22,000 upfront or take out a loan to cover their educational expenses which is refunded if they do not secure a job within a year that pays at least $50,000 annually. So amid the tight labor market, some employers are dropping the requirements for a college degree during the hiring process, pushing more Americans to turn to short-term certificates or programs to gain skills such as coding. However, the Student Borrower Protection Center, which is an advocacy group, warned students of the potential harms of income share agreements. The group contends that these agreements can pose severe damages to borrowers rather than being a solution to the student debt crisis. Another advocacy group, the National Student Legal Defense Network, 
filed the lawsuit in San Francisco County Court on April 15 on behalf of Ms. Brunner, alongside law firms Black and Buffoni PLLC and Cochet Petrie and McCarthy LLP. Alex Elsin, who is the vice president and co-founder of the National Student Legal Defense Network, said in a press release that it is illegal and immoral for schools to lure students into costly income share agreements by promoting false job placement rates. But that was one of the many things that Lambda School did. He said his group is proud to fight on behalf of students to hold Lambda and its executives accountable for the severe damage they have done. Income share agreements, known as ISAs, are an alternative type of student loan financing where a borrower receives a loan, then pays a percentage of their income after graduation. The terms of an ISA depend on various factors, such as their major topic of study and projected future earnings. Traditional colleges like Purdue have also dipped their toes into ISAs by offering them as an alternative to student loans amid a national conversation about the cost of college and the possible need for student loan forgiveness. Some schools like Purdue that offer ISAs characterize their product as neither a loan nor a credit, but instead a contingent debt since the student doesn't have to pay the ISA until they find a job. However, the federal government recently categorized ISAs as private education loans. According to the lawsuit, Ms. Brunner, the plaintiff, signed her ISA on June 29, 2019, when she was living in New Mexico because she could not pay the full tuition amount to attend Lambda full-time. She said she moved back home to North Carolina to live with her parents, who would help her take care of her baby. According to the complaint, she took out $30,000 for its 6- and 12-month computer science programs offered by San Francisco-based Lambda. Ms. Bruna started school in September 2019 and finished in August 2020. According to the lawsuit, students at Lambda agreed to pay 14% of their post-Lambda salary for 24 months once they make more than $50,000 a year. After graduating, Ms. Brunner could not find a web developer or software engineer job. According to the lawsuit, several employers told her she did not have the technical skills for the job and that her education had not prepared her to be a web developer. Ms. Brunner then went back to program management, which she was working in before attending Lambda. In the lawsuit, she alleged that Lambda misrepresented that it did not have the necessary approval from the state regulator, which is the California Bureau for Post-Secondary Education. She also alleged that the school falsified and misrepresented its job placement rates. So while the coding school has attracted buzz and garnered tens of millions of dollars from investors, it has faced allegations of inflating job placement rates and misrepresenting its financing options. Amid the controversy, the institution rebranded from Lambda School to Bloomtech in late 2021. The move also came after the coding school settled a trademark lawsuit with artificial intelligence company Lambda Labs. In 2019, when Ms. Brunner was considering enrolling, Lambda advertised a job placement rate of over 80%. But in May 2019, Lambda sent a note to an investor 
that said it had only a 50% job placement rate for cohorts that graduated within the last six months. The lawsuit also points to exaggerated claims on Lambda CEO Austin Allred's personal Twitter account. For example, in November 2019, Mr. Allred posted that Lambda's first track had graduated and hit a 100% placement rate, though it was based on a very small sample size. The Verge later reported that the sample size was just one student. The complaint argues that the judge should void Ms. Brunner's ISA because she entered into the agreement during the period when Lambda was not authorized to operate in California. In March 2019, California's Bureau of Private Post-Secondary Education, or BPPE, fined Bloomtech $75,000 and told it to stop operating in the state, as it was doing so without the agency's approval. However, Lambda ignored the order and continued operating while seeking approval from BPPE. Finally, after denying it several times, the agency approved for the school to operate effective August 2020, well after Ms. Brunner had signed the ISA contract. So California bars private post-secondary institutions from operating in the state without BPPE approval. The lawsuit argues that because Lambda flouted those requirements, Ms. Brunner's ISA is not enforceable. Ms. Brunner also alleged that the school hid the true nature of its financial interest in student success, specifically by falsely representing that Lambda was only compensated when students found jobs and earned income. Lambda School previously provided the following statements when several students filed an arbitration against them. Quote, Per policy, we don't speak about individual students or alumni situations in detail publicly, but we are of course happy to review matters directly and will review any cases that are filed. In general, though, for any student's ISA payments to be activated, they would have first signed an ISA contract and subsequently landed a role leveraging skills learned at Lambda School that pays $50,000 or more in salary. End quote. So to wrap up, I talked about yet another consequence of the labor market disruption, which is seeing many people transition from blue-collar jobs and hourly work to new-collar roles that often involve tech skills and come with better pay and schedules. Meanwhile, on the dark side of this disruption, I also talked about the increasing popularity of income share agreements, also known as ISAs, and I presented the case of a single mom who signed up for a $30,000 ISA at a for-profit coding bootcamp, and now she has filed a lawsuit in California alleging that she entered into that particular ISA under false pretenses. So that's all I have for this episode 142 of the Beat Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Beat Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact-checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer, Sergey Gorski. Graphic design, Stacey Graham. Senior producer, Abidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. 
please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity's news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Big Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at BDME. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.